0: Lindsay B says, Hi, Laura. I recently discovered your podcast. I'm a 30-something who doesn't speak the financial language and gets overwhelmed. But I'm trying to educate myself. I appreciate that you break topics down into short, digestible episodes. I recently listened to your shows on buying a home and mortgage points. Can you please explain how buying a home impacts taxes and my paycheck? Thank you for your great question, Lindsay. Becoming a homeowner can change your financial life in many ways, including your tax liability. In this episode, I'll review seven ways buying a home cuts taxes and improves your financial life so you can factor them into your decision to purchase real estate or not. Hello, friends, and thanks for joining me this week. My name is Laura Adams, and I'm a personal finance expert who's been hosting the Money Girl podcast since 2008. I'm also the author of several books, including my most recent title, which was a number one Amazon new release. The title is Money Smart Solopreneur, a personal finance system for freelancers, entrepreneurs, and side hustlers. If you're building a business or maybe looking to earn a little bit more money on the side, I hope you'll grab a copy. You can get the paperback, Book or audiobook today. And if you're on social media, connect with me there. I'm on Twitter at Laura Adams or Instagram at Laura D Adams. And lauradadams.com is my personal site where you can use my contact page and learn more about my books, work, and money courses. As always, my mission here is to help you get the knowledge and motivation to prioritize your finances, build wealth, and have more security and less stress. If you're enjoying Money Girl, please take a moment to let us know that you're getting value from each weekly episode. That would mean so much to us. We we put a lot into creating each episode and you know we wanna be able to keep doing that for you. You can rate and review the show in your podcast app and I'll thank you in advance for that. It would really mean a lot to us. All right, if you're ready, let's dive in and answer Lindsay's question. The first way buying a home cuts taxes is by claiming the mortgage interest tax deduction. So let me back up and just explain that a tax deduction is an amount you're allowed to subtract from your taxable income, which reduces the amount of tax you owe. To incentivize home ownership, the government offers the mortgage interest tax deduction. And it allows you to deduct interest that you pay up to certain limits on the money you borrow to either buy a home, build a home, or remodel a home. So let's say you get a fixed rate mortgage for $250,000 for 30 years with a 6% interest rate to buy a condo. Your payment for principal and interest would be close to $1,500 a month or $18,000 a year. In your first year of owning that condo, your mortgage payments would break down into about $3,000 paid toward the principal debt balance and $15,000 for just the interest. If you claim the mortgage interest deduction, that's $15,000 you get to deduct from your taxable income and avoid paying tax on. Now depending on your income and your average tax rate that deduction could cut your tax bill or even increase your tax refund by thousands of dollars however you do have to meet some conditions to be eligible for the deduction one is that you've got to file IRS form 1040 that's the just the normal tax filing form, but you also have to file Schedule A. That's for itemizing deductions. Schedule A is called itemizing deductions. And the second requirement is that you have to have secured debt on a home that you own. And I'll talk more about secured debt in just a moment. First, let me cover itemizing. If that's something you're not familiar with, it just means that you choose to list your eligible deductions out on that tax form Schedule A instead of taking a standard deduction on your tax return. Now, if your itemized deductions exceeds the standard in any given year, you come out ahead. You're going to get to, you know, have less taxable income. You get to choose the method that gives you the lowest tax liability in any year. So, you know, this is something you, you want to make sure that you're keeping up with. So at the end of the year, you can see, okay, here are all my eligible deductions Are they going to exceed the standard or not? Now, you can't itemize and claim the standard deduction. You've got to choose one of them. For 2022, the standard deduction for single taxpayers and married people who file taxes separately is $12,950. If you file head of household, your standard deduction is higher. It's 19400 And if you're married filing a joint tax return, your standard deduction is $25,900. So if you're single and the total of your annual eligible tax deductions, and that might include your mortgage interest, charitable contributions, and a certain amount of your medical expenses, if they exceed your standard deduction of $12,950, you come out ahead by itemizing using Schedule A. So going back to my example of having paid $15,000 in mortgage interest for the year, that expense alone would make it worthwhile for a single homeowner to itemize and claim the mortgage interest tax deduction. And I also mentioned that your mortgage has to be secured debt on a home that you own. And a debt is secured when you sign a legal document like a mortgage, deed of trust, or even a land contract That allows the lender to sell that property if you don't repay them as agreed. So it includes loans secured by your main home or even a second home, and it includes first or second mortgages, home improvement loans, home equity loans, home equity lines of credit or HELOCs, and refinance mortgages. If you took out a loan to buy, build, or improve your home before December 15, 2017, you can deduct mortgage interest paid on up to half a million dollars of debt, or twice that, a million if you're married and file taxes jointly. However, for any debt that you took out after that date, after December 2017, you can deduct less. You can deduct interest paid on up to $375,000 of debt or $750,000 for couples filing jointly. Now, in addition to interest that you pay on a mortgage, you can also deduct things like late payment charges, prepayment penalties, and even prepaid interest. That might include points or even loan origination fees. Plus, you can deduct up to $5,000 or double that, $10,000 if you're married and file jointly for state and local real estate taxes. Also, if you pay mortgage insurance premiums and you got your loan after 2006, you can deduct those premiums or even a reduced amount depending on your adjusted gross income. And if you're not familiar with mortgage insurance premiums, that is typically an amount you do have to pay to your lender when you put down less than 20% for your home purchase. So if you paid less than 20% down, you're you know, likely paying mortgage insurance premiums and you wanna make sure that you are uh, getting them uh, as part of your deduction. A common question I hear about home-related tax deductions is, well, Laura, what happens if I own a home with someone who is not my spouse? Maybe you bought a home with a partner or a friend. In that case, you get to claim a deduction for the portion that you paid. So if you're paying half of the mortgage, you get to add up all of the deductible expenses that came out of your pocket And, you know, those are part of your eligible deductions. But of course, homeowners have many, many expenses that are not deductible. They include homeowners insurance, flood insurance, homeowners association dues, most of your closing costs, any forfeited earnest money, depreciation, repairs, and interest accrued on a reverse mortgage. So if you're not sure what expenses are deductible or how to divvy up your portion of those expenses, if you only own a portion of a home, be sure to speak with a certified tax professional about, you know, which expenses qualify and how much. Okay, the second way being a homeowner can reduce taxes is by claiming home-related tax credits. So in addition to home-related deductions, you may qualify for credits, and here's how they work. Instead of decreasing your taxable income, tax credits cut the actual dollar amount of tax you owe. Here's an example. Let's say you owe 1,000 in taxes, but you get a credit of 750. That means you would only owe the government the difference of 250. So that makes tax credits even more valuable than deductions. There are some excellent tax credits out there that you may qualify for, and one of them incentivizes the installation of alternative energy equipment. It's called the Residential Energy Efficient Property Credit. So it offsets your taxes for certain expenses that you may incur, like installing solar electric panels, solar water heaters, geothermal heat pumps, small wind turbines, and fuel cell property, all of those expenses uh, for your primary residence and even a second home if you have one. For 2022, that credit equals 26% of the cost, and that does include the installation. Now, going forward, that will decrease. The credit actually steps down to 22% for 2023, and then it's set to expire unless, you know, something happens and it does get extended. There's no maximum credit for those solar, wind, and geothermal uh, expenses, However, the credit is non-refundable. So that means that it, it does allow you to lower your tax liability to zero, but not lower than that. So you can't get a tax refund. The maximum that you can get is just bringing your tax liability to zero, which is still pretty good. If you want to learn more, check out Form 5695 called Residential Energy Credits. I'll put a link to it in the transcript for the show. Also, if you're thinking about borrowing money for some eco-friendly improvement for your home or even to purchase an electric vehicle, there are some eco-friendly lenders out there that can make those purchases more affordable. One of them to check out is Tenant. It's T E N E T, and right now they're offering, you know, very low interest rates for loans on electric vehicles, and they also allow you to structure the loan so that it is more affordable, saving you hundreds of dollars. And they're also going to be offering residential loans as well. So just something to think about if making any kind of eco-friendly improvement to an existing home or a new home is on the horizon for you. The third money-saving benefit of ownership is getting capital gains tax exclusions. So in addition to those home-related deductions and credits, one of the most significant tax savings for homeowners happens when you sell the property, so like on the back end of that ownership. Generally, your gain is taxable when you sell an asset for a profit. However, many homeowners qualify for exclusion, and they get to keep their gain on a home sale tax-free. Here's how it works. If you lived in the home for two of the previous five years before the sale, you qualify to exclude up to $250,000 or double that, $500,000, if you file taxes jointly with a spouse. You get to exclude that amount of profit from taxation exclusively, which that's a fantastic benefit. And it's available no matter your age And as often as you sell a primary residence in your lifetime, and many owners will do that. They'll get to claim that exclusion multiple times. There are some situations when you don't have to meet that five-year test, including being on official duty in the government, getting separated or divorced, or even having the death of a spouse while you're living in the home. So be sure to speak with a certified tax professional if you've got questions about this exclusion or you lived in the home for fewer than two years, uh, but think that, you know, you may still qualify. Definitely get more information about that. And to report your home sale and avoid taxation, you complete Schedule D called Capital Gains and Losses and also Form 8949, called Sales and Other Disposition of Capital Assets. Again, getting help from a tax professional is essential. All right, the fourth tax benefit that you might be eligible for is claiming the home office tax deduction. You can claim your home office expenses if you have part or full time self employment income and you work from home. Note that this deduction is also available for renters. So, you know, you don't have to be a homeowner to claim this one. But if you use a space in your home regularly and exclusively for business, it applies to you. But be aware that you're not eligible to claim a home office if you work remotely as an employee. So, you know, it's got to be a situation where you have business income, you're self-employed or you're, you know, running a small business from your home. To claim this deduction, you're going to use Form 8829 called Expenses for Business Use of Your Home. Uh, That will help you determine the expenses you can deduct, and then you also file it with Schedule C, Profit or Loss from Business. All right, moving on to the fifth way a homeowner saves money. This one is by hedging against inflation. While this benefit is not related to taxes, I think staying protected from inflation is an often overlooked financial advantage of owning a home. Consider this, if you've got a fixed rate mortgage, the price you pay to have that roof over your head cannot change. No matter what happens to interest rates or the economy or inflation, the cost of your mortgage payment is locked in for the term of your loan. It could be 30 years. Even an adjustable rate mortgage or ARM does come with an interest cap, so at least you know the maximum potential mortgage payment that you would ever have to pay. As inflation causes the price of goods and services to go up, as we know and we've seen recently, rent prices can skyrocket, especially in large cities. So that makes owning a home much more affordable when inflation rears its ugly head. The sixth way being a homeowner can save money is by paying less than renting. This benefit is also unrelated to taxes, but owning a home is still less expensive than renting in many parts of the country. Even though interest rates are higher than they've been in many years, historically, you know, they're still reasonable because they're still in the single digits. So over the long run, owning an affordable home can be cheaper than renting. Even when you factor in all the expenses that come with it, like a down payment, closing costs, property taxes, homeowners insurance, repairs, maintenance, etc. So if you're thinking about buying, you really want to do the math, add up what is that bottom line cost to be a homeowner versus what would you have to pay as a renter to rent a similar property? And, you know, that's, you know, just one way to make that decision. And the final seventh way buying a home helps your finances is by building equity. Most homeowners who keep a home for at least five years are going to enjoy building some equity. And equity is simply the value of your property less what you owe for it. For example, if your home's market value is, let's say, $350,000 and you owe $100,000 for a mortgage, And $50,000 on a home equity line of credit, you've got $200,000 in equity. So what's so excellent about fixed-rate mortgages is that each payment comprises a principal and an interest portion. Each monthly payment automatically reduces your outstanding loan balance by a slightly larger amount. Therefore, every payment allows you to own a little bit more of your home and owe a little bit less. That's different from paying rent, which is a pure out-of-pocket expense. Although real estate values can go up and down over the long term, you know, they have appreciated. So if your home value does go up while your debt goes down, that's a powerful combination for building equity. Lindsay, I hope this helps you understand some of the main financial benefits of buying a home. As I covered, some are directly related to cutting your taxes, but others just improve your overall financial life. And if you're not sure if the time is right to become a homeowner, ask yourself the following questions Do I have good credit? Can I demonstrate two to three years of steady income from a job or business? Can I afford to pay a mortgage, property taxes, homeowner's insurance, and other unexpected expenses that may come up? Is my current income likely to continue or increase? Do I have enough saved for a down payment? And will I stay in the home for at least three to five years? If you answer yes to these questions, you're probably in an excellent position to consider buying a home seriously. But I will say it's not for everyone. You know, you really do have to consider not only the cost of buying versus renting, but also your lifestyle. You know, how would owning a home affect your ability to move if needed? Um, And, you know, maybe there are amenities to renting that you really enjoy that, you know, you wouldn't be able to afford as a homeowner. These are all of the types of things you've got to weigh, just the pros and the cons when making that, you know, really important decision. If you're like Lindsay and you've also got a money question or just maybe a topic suggestion, I would love to hear from you. It's easy. Just go to lauradadams.com and email me using my contact page. Or you can even leave a voice message at 302-364-0308. And as I mentioned, when you're at lauradadams.com, I would love you to also check out more about my work books, and money courses. And one more thing before we go, if you haven't joined my free private Facebook group called Dominate Your Dollars, I'd love to have you in the group. It's a fantastic group of people who are asking good questions, they're helping each other, and they're reaching their financial goals. So it's so important to get that support. You know, when you're just learning and getting educated, having a community behind you can really make all the difference. So search for Dominate Your Dollars on Facebook and join the group. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week. Until then, here's to living a richer life. Money Girl is a quick and dirty tips podcast. It's audio engineered by Steve Ricky with editing by Adam Cecil. Our podcast and advertising operations specialist is Morgan Christensen. Our digital operations specialist is Holly Hutchins. Our marketing and publicity assistant is Davina Tomlin and our intern is Cameron Lacey.